everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Televoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mara Kate Elliott, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, LaToya Ferguson. Hey, LaToya. I go crazy. Crazy. Baby. I go crazy. Hey, LaToya. <laughs> and we are joined by our also lovely returning guest, Jessica Reed. What's up, Jess? Hey, not much. Just... Speaking to you from the other side of this terrible, terrible thing I've done to myself. <laughs> you mean Cleveland? Yes. Just <laughs> you more Midwest. I am East Coast. You know what? I'm, I'm going to make the argument it's not terrible. I'm going to say it's phenomenal. Not that it's, okay. not well, that it's good. That's phenomenal. Thanks for your brave point of view. <laughs> but we will get into, as we mentioned, the, I think, wine-fueled nightmare that was um, Hot in <laughs> Cleveland, Season 5, Episode 8 the animated episode which if you've ever seen the show is literally an animated episode of the show well, more or less mm-hmm. part of it was yes it's also um, uh, i believe it's the 100th episode oh, oh that well that explains why they're well, just like here's why i say it's <laughs> phenomenal because you also have to remember this is a show on tv land now keep in mind the target demographic for tv land the fact that they went ahead and made this episode is i'm in awe of that honestly because you know the target demo is not going to be the ones to get anything that's happening They'll be so confused for not having a standard sitcom. And I will, I, I, I wanted to preface it by saying I did have a few solid laughs. Yeah, but they true. were very, very sprinkled throughout. And most of it was completely, it was mostly, it was, I mean, it's weird. Like, on the one hand, it's not as bad as things we had that are, like, offensive and rude and stupid or pointless or irrelevant. <laughs> it had some of that stuff in there, fine. But for the most part, it was, like, incomprehensible. So, that part of it was, I mean, like, it made sense that there was, like, a vague storyline through it. It's like, literally a fever situation. dream. But it's, it is, there are moments where I'm like, I can't follow what's happened. Like, I had to re-listen to certain bits because it was, like, so much was happening at such a ramped up speed. Like, things were being burned off in seconds. So, <laughs> it's like, I was, like, very, it was, like, a fever dream. So, it, it, it kind of... If you're not anticipating, I, I've never seen this show before, too. That didn't probably help. So stepping into this was like instantaneously just like it, it had like really weird like Roger Rabbit, Who Framed Roger Rabbit vibes or something. Like it if was, it helps, Mora, I watched the pilot just to like I don't know get <laughs> get an yourself. idea, <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly, and the pilot does not <laughs> do anything different than the, this animated episode did. Like, it's just, like, immediately right into the insanity. So there's that's just the show, as far as I okay. can tell. It's just that's usually not animated. Show. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was thinking it was because they were going with the animated tilt to it, but I guess that's... Well, also... Wow, then I'm real lost. Part of the animated <laughs> thing here, and they kind of make the joke when they're, like, doing the driving montage, is, like, because it's clearly not shot in Cleveland, this is the first time they can ever actually show Cleveland. Oh, see, I definitely shot I like that. in Burbank. Okay, that makes a little more sense. Um, I see. I didn't watch the rest of the show, so I didn't know that. But that's, those are jokes that probably land maybe if you watch some of it and you you know the gist of what the show's about or something. Mm-hmm. I my first introduction to Elka is while well, she's a cartoon. So <laughs> I, don't really, I was like losing my fucking mind. <laughs> but so let's just jump right in because uh, again, I I don't want to use a you know Moraism where I just say, it is oh, a Moraism. Yeah, I feel like you say nothing. You happens. literally say it every episode of our podcast at this point. <laughs> yes, but. I, so nothing really happened. Um, <laughs> Drink, but but stuff did happen. I mean, it's weird because like it's a fever dream, as in it's, nothing. It's, literally nothing technically happened because it goes back to. It's a series of vignettes, basically. basically. 
Yes, and they reset the clock by the end of it, so that's just sort of like it never existed, but, um, you know, cer- like certain little mini plots happen throughout the course of the episode that we'll go through. Uh, but they're very quick. Like I said, it's rapid fire. It's more about, like, how insane the whole situation... So, do we know... I, I should have looked this up. I mean, I'll mean, i look it up now. Do we know who actually animated it? I didn't think to actually... Uh, I know the direction and stuff. It's probably in the... Let's see. Yeah, storyboard artists are Jen Beckett, Freddie Christie, and Gene Kang. So I'm going to look see who did that. Yes, please. The animator is Aaron Brewer. So, yeah, let's see who... Because, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, at the time when I watched it, I thought this is very familiar-looking art... I liked it. It kind of felt commercial, though, which mm-hmm. I didn't mind, but it that's the whole vibe I got. It was almost like watching a big, giant ad for the show mm-hmm. instead of watching the show, which is confusing because it's not it, necessarily that we're... It, it reminds me of... Oh, you know what it was reminding me of? Um, Eshorance. Mm-hmm. The Eshorance In ad. a way, I kind of... Part of me kind of wishes the show was always animated. I mean, it probably would have gotten a lot more crazy shit done, because it certainly is not without... I mean, like, the weirdness of it is, it does feel like a very... I don't know how to describe it. It's sort of like a 90s Saturday morning cartoon, mm -hmm. which is weird, because it's not Mm -hmm. really what they were going for, necessarily, but, like, that's what they ended up at. Because I think they were trying to do a little bit of everything. I'm not familiar with the animator, but, like, two of the storyboard border artists they have done like other significant work like one of them did uh, has done china illinois metalocalypse okay yeah and the okay. other one has like has even i think an even bigger cachet and it's uh jen bennett and she yeah she did young justice so okay oh and she did a yeah. thing for like i guess it was like maybe a one-off for just uh even universe well, or something great like job. that well i can't i can't knock that the animation was terrific it was actually one of the most beautifully animated things i've watched in a while it was, it was really the animation part was great <laughs> it was very poppy and it's i think probably because it was a one-off they had the money to, to mm-hmm. spend a lot into and, i mean not that they have a ton of money it's tv land but they had more money than some animated shows do yeah so the show definitely made the most money of any tv land show i'd TV say land show so, and it was the 100th episode, so they splurged, probably. And it's, like, I, I want to describe it because it's a very rich animation. Like, when it's animated, it's not just, like... Like, sometimes when you watch animation storyboards, they're great, but they're very minimalist because they can't afford someone to, you know, week to week to, to, to draw an entire background of, of stuff. If it's a movie, that might be different, obviously, because there's more people mm-hmm. and more time and money. But, like, for a show to have that much stuff happening... And have that much of a like a rich storyboard situation in the background. I was impressed in that. I did not anticipate it being that, that well made, basically. Um, and everyone looks great. I mean, that's the one thing I can't mm-hmm. criticize at all. It was just everything looked good. The singing parts of it weren't um, like the songs were insane, but I didn't mind that. Yeah, either. and they were just like riffs on like Willy Wonka songs anyway. So yeah, not that much effort needed to be put into that. So, it's weird, because I sit at this weird, like, I mean, I don't know if you're the same way, Jess. I know Toya has now confirmed herself as a huge fan of the episode. <laughs> it's like, I don't, it's a, I don't, like, love it, but I, I respect it in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, like, I'm, 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 I'm impressed you know, by the episode. Like, I don't think it's yeah. good, because the episode of Hollywood Cleveland. When I was thinking of how I was going to describe it, I think I settled on the quickest case of Stockholm Syndrome ever. <laughs> like... Yeah. At first you're like, like, no thank you, then you're like, you know. By the end I was actually laughing unironically. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's because they were I don't kind know. of lampooning themselves a little bit. Because I think they did think, know how ridiculous it was. I, I mean, I gave up on, I because I, I've watched a, a large part of Hot in Cleveland, I gave up literally two episodes into season five, which is the season this is in. But, like, mm-hmm. I think that's part of the show is that 
because because obviously it has extremely talented sitcom actresses that's the whole appeal to it and mm-hmm. they just you kind of win you over with their charm to the point where you're mm-hmm. watching so many episodes of the show it's very it's very charismatic like i it's sort of okay i don't want to make a comparison to oblique but i, I think this hopefully will track I was just watching They Came Together with my mom last night, and that's not her, she's not the target demo for uh. the movie, even though she loves rom-coms. Like, I literally said, it's like a rom-com parent, she said, what's a rom-com? Someone oh, who's seen mom. probably upwards of 80 rom-coms, <laughs> she literally didn't even know what a rom-com was. That's how into romantic comedies, it's just a movie to her. But, um, so, <laughs> so, anyway, so we were watching that, and that movie is void of a lot of main, like, um, interactions between the main characters, but they're so charismatic that even when they're saying nothing of substance, you're like, I'm like watching these people fall in love. I'm like, they're not even speaking and nothing's <laughs> happening and they barely shared three sentences. And that's like kind you of like fiction books is. too? Yeah, exactly. And it's like <laughs> it's like and then like there's this, like I was we were talking about the scene with the bartender where it's literally the same lines repeated verbatim oh, God. for two, three minutes straight. <laughs> that scene killed nothing me. Hap- Nothing happens in that movie necessarily. I mean, there there is stuff. Stuff happens, but like the plot is incredibly it, like it's um, nonsense. It's it's like as if people are saying, "I'm speaking lines right now because it's all inflection, it's all charisma, it's mm-hmm. all charm," and that's what this episode kind of felt like. It's like they didn't even bother to like fill it with a ton of actual plot. Like, they were just like, we'll, we'll, we'll base this on the charisma of the characters and actors alone. The whole thing is based on there being like a portal to an alternate universe, and like I don't ever want to question it. Don't want to question it, just want to go along with the ride. <laughs> yeah. That was the that great part, was sort of like, it's just best if you don't question it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but I'm like, fine, <laughs> I'm good with that. Which yeah. is very well, rare in a show for like them to even just say that, and you'd be like, well, no, I'm going to, no, usually I'm going to question that endlessly. <laughs> Like you're probably right, show. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably right. Yeah, so we can jump right in. Well, I mean, there's like I said, there's only like three major plots to go through, but mm. there's a bunch of stuff throughout that. I mean, we all probably have plenty of like you know comments to make beyond that. Well, but, here I'm gonna ask um, real quick. What is your favorite uh, wish? Mine is the perfect man scenario. That was the best part. <laughs> the from like from that. the Walking Dead uh, spoof to the perfect man. That whole thing. Yeah, I think my favorite... I don't know. I think maybe that I would agree. I do like the Willy Wonka one, though, just because I think the music is really good. And I I always like hearing Jean Lee sing. <laughs> so I'll take any excuse to listen to it. Um, but so the episode starts off with them saying, like, this is where I was, like, very confused. Because they're like, I can't believe it's been four years since we crash-landed in Cleveland. And I literally had a moment where I'm like, are they aliens? <laughs> the show. Back... And my experience with Ohio and crash landings is they're rocking the sun, so I'm like, maybe they're really aliens. Based on this episode, it's so much it, better, though, right? In this episode, they it, kind of it are. Been true. I mean, it would it would track, and they, if you like watch this whole episode assuming they were aliens, it wouldn't make much of a difference. You just wouldn't know that they weren't really aliens. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. all. Um, but so. Uh, I didn't realize also the main actors that were on the show. I didn't... So you were like, holy fuck, pretty much, right? <laughs> yeah, like, from the get-go. All I knew is this show starred Valerie Bertinelli and, and uh, Betty White. I did not know that... Well, first of all, I didn't know that Betty White was not, like, a main... I thought it was, like, all about Betty White, but apparently she's just, like, their crazy neighbor. Yeah, she's their landlord. <laughs> she, like, she owns the, the house they live in, and she lives next okay, door, yeah. that makes more sense. But then there's also Jane Leaves and Wendy Malick, and I love both of those people individually, I just didn't know they were on the show. Let's get a like, Just oh. Shoot Me rewatch going on, guys. Yes, we're Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so they're, they're the other two, like, um, 
transplants. It's Valerie Bertinelli, Jean, and Wendy all moved from Los Angeles. Did they, I guess we're saying that that Betty White didn't? She, she, she was already yeah. She was already in Cleveland, and they literally, I believe, from pilot, they literally crash. Their plane crashes in Cleveland because mm-hmm. they were on their way to Paris. Oh. They're not aliens. <laughs> okay, well, I, well, they never. Explained. I know, okay. but honestly, the show still works. Sense. Because basically being from L.A. is the same as being an alien when if you're going to Cleveland. <laughs> that makes sense. And then they stay so, because they're hot in Cleveland when they were, like, washed up in L.A. pretty much. Yeah. Well, that's the 30 Rock joke is always, yeah. that, you know, you flee to the cleave where it's just she becomes a model regular every day. The whole thing is basically um, empowering, like, older women. That's, like, the, the impetus of the show, which yeah. is pretty cool, honestly. Yeah, it is. And... I didn't realize that they actually had, like, an emergency landing. That makes a lot more sense, because for all... I was just thinking that they were just a weird phrase this to say. This is an asshole thing here. they say. It's, it's hilarious, because they, they have an emergency landing, and they just decide that they like just it. Live and here. Just live Cleveland's beautiful, I will say that. Have you guys been to Cleveland? <laughs> I have not, but I don't uh, know if I've ever described no. any place in Ohio as beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. The waterfront, especially, they go there... For, they go like on their little mini tour. Mm-hmm. They didn't really get to show actual pictures of it, but I it's beautiful. Like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is right next to the stadium and everything. That whole area is gorgeous. I, I mean, like you get mixed reviews of Cleveland, but I mean, having been there, at least the Main Strip is actually a lot better than I was expecting because it seems like you know people write off a lot of like random cities. I mean, I'm sure Philadelphia gets written off that way too, <laughs> but. But it's just like, oh, this is not what I was anticipating. So I can see why they would. I feel like Philadelphia gets a better rap than Pittsburgh, so you're good. Sometimes, oh yeah, yeah, maybe. (laughs) uh, uh, Well, we're like number one on that PR train. That's why. Um, But so, I'm assuming that they have at least the the pilot episode. Do they have shots of exteriors in Cleveland? Yeah, they always have like establishing or whatever. But it's like clear you're not in Cleveland. God. You're not in Cleveland. <laughs> like you can, you can tell, especially if you're like from that area, that you're not. <laughs> Actually, it's yeah. just all sets, basically. Mm-hmm. So, which I'm sure you're used yeah. to watching, you know, shows where so many things take place on the East Coast, and you're just like, ah, uh-huh, no, <laughs> you know. Doesn't uh, yeah, where where does Melissa, Melissa and Joey takes place in Cleveland too? Doesn't it? I don't know. I don't I'm pretty remember. sure. And then we were upset about, like, the freeway situation when they were going. Oh, they might have. Yeah, that might be. That might sound legit. I don't remember. But, yeah, I, I think there are other things that are set in Cleveland or the area. I mean, I don't think the Rock and Sun's actually Cleveland, but they're, like, nearby. Um, it's, like, Rutherford or something. Um, and, uh, obviously, Drew Carey Show. Yeah, it's um, Rutherford. Among other yeah. places. Yeah, so there are plenty it's of Toledo. places that are, like, there, Cleveland. There are shows that re- represent uh, Cleveland, and, you know, The Miz is always representing Cleveland, even though mm-hmm. he's from Parma. So. <laughs> Adorable. Yes, The Miz um, represents Cleveland, even though he's from Parma, and he bills himself as being from Los Angeles now. Well, he sounds like these characters on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's convoluted. But so, they, they crash-landed legitimately in Cleveland, and <laughs> they moved there, they I guess. Having just been there for a day, they're like, let's just move here, whatever. Um, and then this episode starts off with them just, like, you know, sitting around talking about, like, how it's so weird it's been this long, and kind of just, like, saying, like, hey, guys, it's been a hundred episodes. <laughs> um, and they decide to go visit Elka, even though Elka's always mean to them, which... No, Elka she's always mean white. to Joy. She's always mean to Jane Leaves' character. She's nice to the rest of them. Oh. She okay. hates Why Joy. Why she mean to Jane? Why? She just does. Just because. So, basically, she hate Jane she, Leaves, she's though. horrible to her. <laughs> 
That's upsetting. Um, <laughs> You're like getting really upset. You're like, I, I don't know I if I can support Betty White anymore. Mean to her. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't find her. I don't. I can't imagine doing. Sorry. I think you find um, it amusing if you watch the show. It's honestly, I, I make a lot of hot in Cleveland jokes just in general, especially on what's on tonight. But it's not nowhere near as bad as most TV Land shows. It's, it's fun. Hmm, okay. <laughs> so, um, Elka, not the virgin from, uh, Real World, uh, is <laughs> um, she is, like, I guess, like, their landlord, but she lives, like, a house over, so they go to visit her, and she's, like, you know, behind the door being mean to Jane, of course, or Joy, or whatever. Yes. Um, Because they've never been in, <sighs> and Elka tells Joy, because they're saying, hey, we want to celebrate, you know, us coming to Cleveland, and Elka tells Joy, you oh, arrived, God. LeBron left, worst trade ever. <laughs> So it begins. Um, which, of course, get, we'll get into that later on, but the LeBron James trait from the Cleveland Cavaliers to the... Where did it go? Heat, goddammit. The Heat, of course. Um, uh, he, at this point, you were saying, Latoya, this is post-trade? This so like, it literally back. aired, I think, like, two weeks after the announcement he was coming back. So it's probably written okay. and record or filmed and all. Yeah. Uh, it was before. I don't know. Before yeah, that. it so had to have been. It's weird. Yeah. But anyway, so that happens. So she says, she makes that joke, and they're like, come on, Elka, what are you doing? Why is she, like, being so, you know, um, evasive? And they, like, open the door, and she's a cartoon. <laughs> ha! And she explains it's a portal to another world. Yeah, the house is built uh, over a portal to an alternate universe, <laughs> and not, like, an Indian burial ground, which is, you know, the, the, the default. Right. Yeah. And then she invites them all in, and they all, of course, then instantly become animated as well, because they've walked through the portal. And she explains it's it's complicated, but she can always try and reverse it eventually if she wants with string theory. And she pulls out a book called String Theory by James Franco, <laughs> which is, I mean, like classic, an easy joke. I mean, but that's like, a good one. Okay, that's a good, good one. Uh, and they don't. I loved it because I was actually as soon as I showed it, I'm like, please don't make a bad joke, please. And they just put it away. I'm like, that's the way to make that joke because they don't actually acknowledge it. It's just written on the book, mm-hmm. and they just show it and then move it away. And I'm like, because like there are some shows that would make an entire yeah, like, like James. Franco, like, of course he's writing books, blah, blah, blah. All that stupid shit, but they just let it go. So I'm like, okay, this is a good sign. It's going to be at least a little bit more. It was quick. Like, it wasn't like they were, like, slowly. This is all within the first two minutes. Yeah, a lot of the stuff, Um, you just kind of have to make sure you watch and pay attention because they're not going to just beat your head over with it, which is amazing, honestly. It is interesting. It's very, like, a pilot of an animated show, to be honest. Um, And then the dog, the dog starts George Clooney, the dog. Named George Clooney. Which is very confusing, because George Clooney also played a dog in South Park, <laughs> so I got really confused. I'm like, so they're not going to actually have George Clooney, like, voice this dog. I mean, well, thankfully it wasn't him, but it was just some other guy, you know, his name was George Clooney, even though it was a voice actor doing George Clooney. He wasn't actually... <laughs> oh, I get what you're saying, but the just dog. keep okay, digging okay. yourself in deeper and deeper, please. This is great. <laughs> okay. The dog's name is George Clooney. Yes. It's voiced by a guy who's not George Clooney. Yes. But he's still voicing a dog as George Clooney has once done. Yes. Oh my god. Alright, so, that aside, the dog's talking, like, you know, classic, hilarious little dog talking. It's like a Pomeranian. Um, it's, it's sort of vaguely got, like, hints of M- uh, Men in Black, too. That's the vibe uh, uh-huh. you're going for. Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, the voice of George Clooney is D. Uh, Bradley Baker, who is, like, a very famous voice actor. And He's amazing. Yeah, so... And I loved, I did want to mention, I was going to mention later on, too, he's billed as George Clooney, the man and dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's so good. <laughs> what a great billing. It's George Clooney, the man and the dog. 
Uh, and so, uh, they, they, they were about to start, like, talking about the animation thing, which is like, oh, wait a minute, we'll take a tour of Cleveland, but we gotta get to the opening credits there first. Which I don't are know anim- what the opening credits look like. They're not usually animated. It usually is just, okay. like, live action, the skyline of Cleveland, so. So it's just, like, a jovial, like, bunch of, like, uh, it's a skyscraper and all with little things. And they're, like, and dancing, and they're the ones <laughs> singing the theme song, so. Like, I enjoyed that. They obviously put a lot of effort into this episode, which, that really endears it a lot more, too, because it'd be so easy just to throw together, like, some shitty animated episode, but they're, like, yeah. paying s- cl- super close attention to detail. Right. And so, um, after that, they, they start their little driving montage of Cleveland, which, like we, like, Buckley was saying, they can only do because they're not really in Cleveland. So it's all animated, like, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the, um, I don't know where else they go. Do we know where else they go? It's like if, the stadium. If you know anything about Cleveland landmarks and you're not me, then that's where they went. Yeah, <laughs> basically. You're basically seeing all the exterior shots from Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, <laughs> and then, um, so then they, they like, go to the, hall, the Rock and Roll Hall, mu- the, rock, sorry, the Rock and Roll Music Hall of Fame. There you go. There you go. You did it. <laughs> I know. It's tough. Um, uh, so they go there and they're trying to get in and it's locked. And of course, Wendy Malick just pulls out like lockpick set, and then <laughs> isn't that? Uh, I think it's Joy actually that does it. Leaves. Oh, maybe she does. Yeah. I couldn't tell. One of them pulls out a lockpick yes. set, and, and then, then Melanie Valerie Bertinelli is the one who knows She's the like, real no, no, way. No, no. It's the Rock and Roll Hall, <laughs> Rock and Roll Music Hall of Fame. Jesus, stop adding um, music to it. That might be what's like tripping you up. Just say Rock and Roll, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We all know Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, good enough. <laughs> the rock and Roll uh, Music. You know that the kids are listening to these things. The RR, MR, HF. Um, so, uh, so she like lifts her shirt up and and flashes the door, like the locked doors, and of course the the thing opens up because it's a rock and roll. <laughs> of course. Um, and they walk in, and instantaneously Steven Tyler pops out Which, of the back of a car. By the way, I've never been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I don't. I feel like they don't have displays that are like this is a rock, where it's just a, a rock. That was one of the displays. <laughs> oh no, that was a joke yeah <laughs> obviously but where is the rule where's the goddamn rule that's the yeah, uh that's, that's a good joke that was a solid joke again <laughs> and it's just in the um, background too just in the yeah background like i feel like the, whoever animated this i mean we don't really know that much that they've done they did just a slam dunk job a lot of the jokes were all like um animated mm-hmm. like it was all based on the they wouldn't land as properly without good you know um uh storyboards so, so he pops out of the back of a car, and then is he got into a fight a with Stevie Nicks. I don't over scarves. Understand. <laughs> God damn it! So he's in I, the back of a car and has three wishes. To yeah, it doesn't explain how it made him a genie. It does not. Ex- it never explains how that fight with Stevie Nicks over scarves made him a genie. Well, I mean, to be honest, I figure that most fights with Stevie Nicks end in someone becoming a genie. I mean, I. So. Actually, yeah, it makes sense because I just assume Stevie Nicks is an actual witch. So, what do you mean assume? <laughs> no, this is a fact. She come out and said that, right? Oh I yeah, thought. Ryan Murphy's already confirmed this. Good. So, so she somehow made Steven Tyler a genie. He's got three wishes to grant them. Um, <laughs> and then it becomes jump. bedazzled, basically. And okay, I, this is where it gets insane. Like it's already been pretty crazy at oh, this, this point, but it becomes absolutely like the fact that Steven Tyler voicing Steven Tyler himself is just a genie Amazing. and with no explanation is pretty perfect. <laughs> but then he, after offering that, um, the, the, like he's like waiting. He's like, I expect you're going to ask for a world peace or some equivalent. They're like, no, nope, um, nope, <laughs> nope. Eternal <laughs> youth and beauty, all three of them in sync. 
Yeah, instead of that, like, that's like Fox Mulder style. Like, well, I'm gonna try and get world peace in the most calm. No, 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 eternal youth and beauty. And they instantly, <laughs> all three of them say that, like in in secrecy. Like they're all just like instantaneously saying that. Like, okay, and then Betty White's like, no, I'm good. I, I I I'm okay with like you know not having that or something. She's like, I've got my life here or something. And of course, Stephen Tyler hits on her by saying, "Yeah, you and I can pass the time together." And then, well, Betty White. This is why I like Betty White because I think this show actually employs Betty White's humor more than some shows have. Like a lot of times, they put her as like the goofy, wacky older lady. A lot of times, but, yeah, they just they're like, "You're Betty White, so that's enough." Mm-hmm. They don't. That's try enough. To- or you're Betty White doing weird things. That's enough. This show is giving her punchlines, yeah. and I appreciated that, like, a lot. That was, like, classic Betty White, because everyone just seems to forget the fact. Like, Betty White came into this crazy, like, revival in recent years, and I, I appreciate it at times, but it got a little oversaturated. And Where it's it like, there's no this, comedy, like, it's just she's Betty White. She's Betty White showing up to a place. Isn't that crazy? Oh, Betty White, you say the darndest thing. It's, <laughs> it's not really actually that. It's just her saying regular things. The punchlines and the solid joke deliveries are classic Golden Girls things that she was great at. She was a comedic actress. They just don't let her, you know, do that that mm-hmm. often, unfortunately. So I'm sure that's part of what the, the, the stay of the show was, is her just having a chance to spread her wings a little bit. It's kind of just and, a chance for all of these older comedic actors to spread their wings, because yeah. they weren't going to get a chance anywhere else. Right. And so, like I said, I'm all that to say the punchline, I hope it lives up to it. But <laughs> he says, you and I can just pass the time together, and sort of, like, wink winks at her. And she's just like, dream on. <laughs> This is classic. I was just like, I was like, okay. I was not into this show up so, to that point. I mean, I was okay with it, but like, I was like, okay, this might have just won me over a tiny bit. Like, I didn't love it, but that was like solid. So I can find the goodness. So in this it is for where sure. the Stockholm syndrome kicked in for you. Where did it kick in for you, Jess? Um, <laughs> the models. Models. The like the models. in a second. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, in a second. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. All right, so. After, well, she, of course, tells them to dream on, they get their eternal youth and beauty option, which is, um, I don't even understand the concept. They, he, it's, like, snaps his fingers, they end up in Paris. The, the eternal youth stuff is the, is the Wonka thing, but you have to, they have to get to Paris first, basically. But why? Why are they in Paris? Paris is where they were originally I mean? going. But it still doesn't really make, I don't know. I don't they were originally going they there because they apparently they felt like that's where they could rejuvenate. Yeah, it's like the idealized, like romance and you know all that but if they're still so obsessed with eternal youth and beauty why didn't they just eventually go to paris still no well, the, the thing is that because all the very attractive men that seem to be in cleveland <laughs> like fucking jay harrington are like hey we'll fuck you so oh well then i can understand that yeah. i mean yeah <laughs> I if jay that. harrington wants to fuck you you're staying in cleveland <laughs> you're staying wherever the fuck he's fucking you um, <laughs> so so they go to paris in, in an instant and they're um you know, they have these little Wonka tickets, but in the meantime, too, it was pretty great. There's all these, like, French guys that are just, like, like you know, As we know, every man in fr- France is just, like, a, a French mime. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> French mime. Short of baguettes, it was, like, perfect. Um, and they're all just, like, sitting around, and then the women show up, and they're all just like, oh, enchanté, all that kind of stuff. And then, but then, in a, a really great parody, um, they have, like, a little... Madeline. Like, really yeah, Madeline. But, like... It's the equivalent of the Madeline, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Books? Mansion. Yeah. Well, no, it, it, they come out it's of the When they're all holding hands and, like, in a line. And, and they have a voice actor who is Jarvis from uh, Avengers Assemble, I think, right? Or something. I've recognized him oh, for sure. Oh, his voice did I think sound it, familiar. 
it was like I first, at first I was like, this is too close to Ian McKellen. I hope it's not Ian McKellen. It wasn't. Yeah, it's it's, it's Jarvis Avengers Assemble. Oh. Okay, I thought it was, That's and great. I was like, ooh, this Who is. Good. He's he's also the voiceover guy for Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Yes, that's the other one I know too. And then he's he's in a lot of I don't remember his name, but he's in a lot of things. Eddie, and I was like, Whoa. no, David K. David K. David K. So he does a lot of like very very distinguished voices. So I was just like, don't be like, seriously. <laughs> they were just like, let's let's make an animated episode and then let's get people who actually know what they're doing. Yeah, because he I mean he, he only he, really has a couple of lines, mm-hmm. but they're really good. He worked on really Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated too, well. which if I've not uh, told all of you to watch that recently, watch it. Watch it. Great. It's fan fucking tastic. Yes, so they're all they're all coming out of the of the um of the school. I guess it's supposed to be just like a modeling studio or something. Probably. But, you know, in Madeline, it's the it's the orphanage, and they're all coming out. It's that classic Madeline thing where they all come out two by two with hands in hands, like mm-hmm. like they're all French models. And then the guys all just go running over to them instead because they're French models. And then their Wonka tickets are in their hands, and they're like, "Gotta go to this specialty." Wa- Is, did it actually say Wonka? It, yeah, I think it did say Wonka. How did they get the rights to that? I don't understand. That hot in Cleveland money. That hot in Cleveland money. So they go to the, the, well, the pseudo Wonka. Quasimodo directs them, and that's no, no, yeah. uh, Jim Meskimen. Oh, I forgot about that. Also from Avengers Assemble. He was Ultron and Arsenal. Oh, my God. Oh, I didn't know that was him. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yes. They he's, got, he's they got their shit together. Yeah. Yeah, they did. So he's, the, he's Quasimodo, literally Quasimodo, like hunchback and everything. And he directs them to the Wonka Incorporate. Like, when he situation. tells them walk, walk this way, and then they're like oh, walking. But, that. That's but then he, he no means like, literally walk this way with like you have a hunchback. But also that's a that's an yeah. Aerosmith joke too. Yes. Like that's those are solid jokes, guys. All right, so you guys, so think, all, you guys were judging me for calling this episode phenomenal, but you loved it too. Oh god, it and was so they all like great. Yeah, it was. I mean, I kind of appreciate a little bit how insane it was. Um, and they all like hobble over with like hunchbacks. It was great. Even though they're cartoons, it was very, very, very charming. Um, so they all go womp. They all go like um, uh, wandering over to the Wonka. I guess it's supposed to be the compound or something. It's supposed to be. It's uh, still a, a factory. A beauty it's place. Just a yeah, it's a factory. factory. It's just not it's beauty not land. And oh my god. So they go inside. I don't even know what to say about this. This is insanity. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't even. You really need Elka to see is... this one, especially, to yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, Elka is Wonka in this. So she comes out and literally does. They have it animated as the classic Wonka uh-huh. thing, where if you've ever seen the original. I kind of uh, want to see Wonka. Betty White in that outfit. Oh, I, that's the one thing. I mean, I know it had to be animated for most of this to make sense, but like. I would have loved to see her. So basically, do that. we need a Willy Wonka re- reboot with Betty White. Betty as White. Wonka. That'd be Wonka. fucking great. Be amazing. That'd be amazing. <laughs> it would be. It would be classic. So she also I'm, she comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like pretty doing sure class- when I. I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure when I originally watched this episode, I had the flu. So I was like, this literally was a fever dream for me. <laughs> that makes, sounds like it's amazing, though. Might it was great, real. but th- this one especially, I was, I, I thought I was imagining what I was seeing. <laughs> yeah, I would bet. And so she does the classic Gene Wilder thing where she kind of like like hu- like hunches over and almost falls, uh-huh. and then you know it does the, the little kickflip upwards thing, and it's like da da, and she's you know secretly uh, amazing, lovely <laughs> secret. And then uh, she introduces them to Beautyland or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and I don't even know. I mean, I can't describe this. You probably should go watch. It is on Hulu Plus. Mm-hmm. It's just. I can try and find the a link to just the one song. It's a cr- it's a crazy song. 
And it's all about just like um, just like honestly all the songs because it's clearly they're all Willy Wonka rips like they're the same tune and everything to to Willy Wonka songs but and they're not like half-assed like I I really did appreciate that side of it because it was hitting like it had like elements of like say that we watched that community like community episode that wasn't really a musical not the actual musical episode mm-hmm. of the community mm-hmm. that was the uh, puppet episode that had musical bits that were just like ba 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 as a musical bit <laughs> but it felt more like the regular community musicals which were like incredibly important lyrics like which sounds obnoxious because i don't you know it's not like you know super super intellectual but it's enough that like someone gave a lot of time and energy to making sure that the lyrics although they were they could have been pointless they weren't like they, these lyrics were really 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 like, talent. Like, they were good. Like, it wasn't just, like, someone was just m- miming words along with the beat of Willy Wonka, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they, they it's like, they're, there's a liposuction mountain, mm-hmm. there's, um, Which is the other ones. Tra- traumatizing, by the way. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just Wendy Malick's um, cartoon I, that's character one standing of the on a pile I'm of- That's animated, because that is disgusting. That is disgusting. Standing on a pile of, like- viscera i guess i don't know <laughs> like what is that supposed to be that's that's be all like, the fat. fat that's all the fat um and it's like just standing on a mountain being it's like all people who've had liposuction and then what's the, what's uh, the, other the one? um there's the face thing uh yeah, oh yeah the butterflies that like do facelifts no the fountain uh what was oh, that fountain there's a there's a chemical peel chemical fountain. Peel fountain yes where she could just get a chemical peel by dipping her face in like a, a regular looking fountain like outdoor fountain and then there's um in the in the wind there's sodium chlorate or something where it like gives you fa- your facial basically like you get you'll revitalize facials based on the wind, but like I we're not doing this credit you have to you have to listen to the episode or at least listen to the the, the uh, lyrics let me see if I can pull the lyrics I, and, and read some of uh, them yeah <laughs> it might be tricky but I think it's probably worth it just because I feel like you're not necessarily gonna get the same um, amount of I don't know how to describe it besides just saying it's it's insane like the amount of detail in the lyrics is was they they put effort in that's it. the it thing like about the were... show is that it could really play to the cheap seats a lot but clearly right. everyone involved in it like from top to bottom very talented <laughs> all right so i pull up the highlight of it okay so there's a couple different songs at first it's like the beauty man can which is just her singing you know, the equivalent of just, like, the Candyman. But once they go in and start talking, they have the other part, which is them, you know, taking in the land of rejuvenation. (laughs) So it's like, I'm gonna paraphrase some of it, although I'll just kind of repeat it as best I can. I'm only gonna do this one song, because I don't want, it's not gonna sound as good as if you're actually listening to the song. But (laughs) I will link to the highlight in 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 the thing, but it's, so it's like, Flora and Fauna, provided by Sephora... Hair extensions growing on trees. <laughs> and should you find occasion for microdermabrasion, there's sodium crystals on the breeze. <laughs> Is this real? A skin peel? Just by dunking my head in the fountain. <laughs> <laughs> fountain? Not just that. Lose your fat at the top of liposuction <laughs> mountain. <laughs> The birdies in the sky <laughs> have lasers in their eyes. Yes. Zap unwanted facial hair away. Like that sounds painful though. Especially the way you sing it. Wrong in this land of beauty. Like I mean, that's 
I'm paraphrasing, and I know it doesn't sound as good unless you're listening to it with the backing track of Land of Pure Imagination, because it's literally, like, beat for beat the same. But those are some crazy lines. <laughs> like, we're, we're like, this happened on television, and no one but me talked about it. Yeah, I don't understand. It's, it's amazing to me. I don't know how else to say it. I find it very, very refreshing to, like, I mean, to have that kind of language joked about. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a very extreme. Like, we're saying it, the empowering of elderly women, or older women, I guess you'd say, Betty White included, is, is talking about things like this. And making jokes about them. I mean, like, you don't want to necessarily, like, play up... I mean, it's But, weird. like, Wendy just... Malick, obviously. Like... Right. <laughs> we all know. All the time. But, like, I, it was it was a weird duality, because at first I was like, oh my god, they're really, like, joking about, like, all this, like, plastic surgery. It felt kind of weird. But, like, the, the, the youthful charmingness and, and stupidity with which they were talking about it really, like, sold the fact that, like, we are aware how stupid this is. Mm-hmm. Like, we're gonna acknowledge it and move on. Like, they didn't try and pretend like they were doing something either too serious or too much of a farce. They did a nice combination of the two. And I appreciated that. For sure. Like, it was very, very entertaining. Um, so, after that part of it moves on, and they, they you know, the very upset- I mean, this is where on my nose I was saying this is extremely upsetting. Like, there's Again. a moment, too, this is a dated episode at this mm-hmm. point- there was a moment where there's Joan Rivers River, Aww, and rest in peace. there are a bunch of like um, uh, Real Housewives floating by. <laughs> I guess dead, which was like really dark because it's Joan Rivers River, and they're all floating in it dead. And I was like, "Ooh, like, this is <laughs> too soon." Import- yeah, very too soon. And um, they're floating by, and they're and of course Betty White makes a joke like, "Yeah, we're, we're all you know sustainable energy here." We reuse all their body parts <laughs> for new for new real real uh, housewives, oh, yeah. and they like pull out their like breast implants and put them in new ones, and or use them for like bean bags. Like it was weird, but it was we deep, surreal. Like, we really want you all to especially just watch this whole Wonka yes, the whole th- that whole segment part. because yeah. again, it is traumatizing. <laughs> it is like you really need to see it for yourself. And like, I, it's really I feel like we're two- not seeing how just surreal it is it is and it's it's only like two minutes which sounds insane because it feels like it's it went so on much for like of it year. happens uh, it like, could be the whole episode it could it could have been yeah and it, i thought it was going to be because by the time it was done i'm like oh is this almost over i'm like no it's only two minutes <laughs> and i was like jesus christ but so um yeah uh, they 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 go off to another room which is classic Willy Wonka where they go room to room mm-hmm. um and they go to the it's, mm-hmm. i guess it's the equivalent of the fizzy lifting mm-hmm. stuff the yeah. they don't listen to uh, elka wonka basically yeah yeah and you know how that all goes yeah yeah it's just do not it's all everything in, at, at the wonka place is just like in in experimental you know it's, which, it's all like stark fuck wonka for that honestly <laughs> Yeah, and so she she's walking around like, guys, don't touch anything, and they all touch things one by one. Um, and the first being Wendy Malick going into the inflator. No, not Wendy Malick. It's uh, Jane Leaves mm-hmm. goes into the inflatorator, which inflates traumatizing. It's <laughs> so upsetting. It sounds. It's it sounds your like uh, Doctor Doofenshmirtz. What is one of his from Phineas and Ferb? One of his inventions. Yeah, it's sort of, and it's also, I mean, it's weird, because in the one element, I'm sure it is the fizzy lifting glass, but I'm sure it's also going to be a little bit of the Violet Beauregard, obviously, because mm-hmm. she gets blown up. Yeah. Um, but, so she gets, it's like an attachment to her, to, her, to her tits and ass, and they both get huge to the point where she's a balloon, 
and it's super upsetting, and they like tired of it and walk around so with her. It just keeps happening, and it's, and they don't, they don't even comment on. They're just like, yeah, she's now a balloon. Like no one responds. In fact, she seems like she's like slam dunk. This was a good decision. Like doesn't even regret it. It's just too yeah, much. Yeah, she doesn't seem upset by this, which is amazing, honestly. And uh, so, I'm upset by it. Yes. And then, of course, we get the Butt Job Munchkin song, which, again, this is such a crazy show. Like, the Munchkins come in, which is the classic, you know, Willy Wonka thing, where afterwards the uh, Oompa Loompas come in, and they're like, you know, Oompa Loompa, all that stuff. But instead, this time, they're doing butt jobs and whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just... I can't explain. If you if you enjoy parody songs at all, you would love this. So I would definitely check a second, take a second and check it out. Um, but then, in the meantime, after they do that classic like Wonka thing where they like tie her to a balloon and like condemn her for being an idiot, like they do at the end of every time someone fucks up in a Wonka song, um, they move on to the next room where um, the everlasting Gobstoppers parody, which is just de aging. What is it? Yeah. And again, they're not ready, but Victoria's like, Nothing's ready. Nope, I'm gonna take them, I'm gonna grab them. So, so, it doesn't happen immediately, like her thing. She has a a thing called chill pills already. Now, is that something the character has on the show? No, but she does have a lot of pills. Yeah. Okay, so she has like a little pill thing. She loves her pills. Yeah. (laughs) That's upsetting. (laughs) And she she grabs it up, pops the lid, and just starts like, Dipping all these gobstoppers into the pill uh, bottle and just save them for later. Um, there's also this is where it was like Jesus. Some of the wording here was very, very like edgy for for an animated episode on TV Land. There's a moment when the next bit too, like she doesn't right away start taking those pills until like stuff happens for her uh, to yeah, want to take after, the pills. After after the Melanie thing, yeah, right. And the Melanie thing, which is Valerie Bertinelli, she there's like a model, like a I don't yeah, know what this, it, I guess it's it will a TV turn you thing. to a younger model, but it also Makes will you like yeah, drop brain cells because nothing works in the goddamn Wonka factory. <laughs> and I guess that's supposed to be the Mike TV bit, but so she goes into it. And it it's supposed to, it transforms her into a younger person who's an idiot who doesn't understand the concept of like opening a door at that point. Like she's like, I can't get out, and and Betty White has to be like, you push the door. And Which one's trying? She's like, move your hands forward and 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 walk straight, and then it opens. <laughs> she's like, oh, that's how pushing works. That's how dumb she is. Um, but then she gets a dunce cap for all of her she effort. <laughs> She describes them at, but the thing though, she literally says like it turns into a teenage model, you know, basically a human coat hanger. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> and they think about how like men will want to sleep with you at least. Like that was bad. Human coat hanger is a rough sentence or <laughs> phrase for anybody to take in to be called a human coat hanger. I thought I was like that is a biting criticism. Whether you think like I kind of want to use that one, honestly. On, I know on like, someone. It's, it's it's just like it's just so brutal. <laughs> like I was like Jesus, and so this of course her instantaneous dumbness. Like and then obviously uh, Jane leaves still being a floating balloon of a person. Uh, sends Wendy Malik over the edge and she starts chucking the pills, which is supposed to be like uh, it's supposed to be like her. It's their, their ever, everlasting youthfulness, so it's supposed to make you more youthful, I guess? Mm-hmm. It gets her down to 40, and she's like, oh no, I don't want to be 40, so, so she, she keeps chopping them. them. <laughs> How old is Wendy Malick? She's, she's literally eternal. and That's why I'm confused. I, I was like, wait, 40? How old is she? I'm like, I know she probably can't be 40. Wendy Malick is 64, to... Jesus Christ. Holy Jesus Christ! 
that's what I'm saying. Damn, I was like, girl. I was confused. When she says, oh, I'm only 40, I want to keep going, I'm like, but when do you mean, like, you're probably, like, 49, right? Uh-huh. Like, I, she is, she looks amazing for 40, like, for, for 60. I'm still only convinced she's 40. That's a typo. But so, she's <laughs> chugging the pills. and She's 46, eating. not 64. I don't, that's what we'll say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes more sense. Um, and she start, She goes down to 40, and she's like, I want to keep going, so she keeps chugging them. And instead of, like, stopping when she's, like, a teenager, which makes more sense, she just keeps chugging them. No, she them. took <laughs> so many, and she didn't wait for it to take effect. You just gotta wait two seconds, it happened instantly! Like, you gotta yeah, so she didn't get, so she just kept doing them. Yeah, it was dumb. Yeah. It's so frustrating, <laughs> it's like, no one has hand- like, between this and last week's episode, no one has had to handle the drugs at all. It's just very frustrating. Please <laughs> herself, lady. Give it two seconds! Like, my god. So she's chugging the pills, and she becomes a baby, which is just like, oh my god. Although, like, really, if you can handle getting through the being the baby, then you'll be young again. So, like, like it kind of splits even. But either way, she decides to, like, reset the whole thing, because she doesn't want to be a baby. Yeah, she's, like, fat. <laughs> she's fat yeah. and bald. Somehow she's still able to- <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear that part! So she makes a joke about being fat and bald. Yes. That's good. I didn't hear that. But yeah, so she's- But she's apparently still able to talk and, and interact with people as a baby. Despite so only having, like, two teeth. Break. Yeah, it's a little weird. She's a mess of a baby, honestly. Yeah. Not so a great-looking baby. Pill-popping baby. Just, yeah. And so she, just, she decides that she wants to be, um- she wants to uh, reset the, the wishes premise, yeah. as in go back to Steven Tyler, which becomes a running gag where it's just them screaming out for Steven Tyler. <laughs> um, so she's like, Steven Tyler, we, we made a mistake, and he brings them back, and then um, the next, the, their next wish is for men to be hungry for them, which, which is not terrible. Like, which I mean, again, like I said, even this, happened, is be, this, I was, is, this is bedazzled basically because there's no way that this wish is going to end well at no. all. <laughs> and, it, and I also I know. Uh, it's also sweat, just wet from um, the X-Files. It's very much like the reason why Mulder took three years to write down what he wanted in terms of world peace <laughs> is because you have to be very specific about phrasing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aladdin has taught us everything. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I want world peace, but I don't want it with like some weird dystopian future. Exactly. Where... <laughs> exactly. And we're, we're X-Files style. World peace is just silence. Is it <laughs> so like... like no one's there. Mm-hmm. Or, like, there's uh, a Sliders episode where they, they go to a world where it's world peace, but it's, like, you know, every year they also sacrifice people, mm-hmm. like, in a lottery. It's like, no, no thank you. Jesus. At least X-Files just meant there was nobody around. I don't know if I can handle that. But, so, um, so they all, they all just instantly jump back into another terrible wish. After that first experience, they didn't learn anything. And they all wish for uh, men to be hungry for them, which you might have guessed. That's a weird way to phrase that. It is because then all <laughs> men are now zombies. Which is the first time I I laughed like really really loud at it was the zombies because it just cuts <laughs> to them standing in her living room, and there's and, just a zombie horde trying to climb through the window. And the goddamn Walking Dead like Parody. credits is yes. amazing. So it was good. pretty great. No. I'm also a little bit lost too because I'm guessing that the Ty Bo thing. I was re- I laughed really hard at that at first, and then I was like confused. But I'm like I'll, I'll still laugh. I don't care. But so what? someone says like Ty Bo. It, it's confusing. So there's two things that happen here. There's there's men who are zombies trying to rush the door to get in. Which Alka, by the way, says if there's one thing I hate, it's zombies and what Joy's wearing because she will never <laughs> stop hating on Joy, even in the zombie apocalypse. Um, and so she says like um. 
like, oh, we gotta take care of this. And instead of, like, you think it's gonna cut to, like... This is after their, their friend, yeah, their friend Mamie Sue has been turned into a zombie because she wanted to try the peaceful approach to stop a zombie <laughs> apocalypse. Which is to go outside and ask some zombies to have a conversation, which is pretty great. About vegetarianism. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so then it comes back to them, and I'm assuming it's gonna come back to them, either all zombies or them, like, dying, but instead it's just them, like, on a pile of corpses, like, we handled it. They've killed <laughs> all the men. Yeah, and then, uh, you have Betty White say, they're like, uh, someone says to Betty White, Victoria um, says it, yeah. Oh, no, someone just says out loud to everybody, who would have thought that you could kill a bunch of zombies with Ty Bell? Which honestly seems like a dated joke that they would, of course, use on a TV Land show, but then... And then Betty White just goes, I did, and Ty is actually the name of her shotgun, I guess, or something? Yes! what was that gun? That was a fucking musket, I think. Okay. <laughs> it was like a random musket. Which makes it even more amazing. I don't- I would have preferred it to just be like, Betty White knows Tybo, but I was like, I can handle that. <laughs> so either way, she has a gun called Tybo, which I kind of love the idea of her, like, naming a gun Tybo. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty great. Um, like, because it was like she knew that was going to come in handy to make that joke eventually. Uh, but so, uh, they decide that they want to, um, animate, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what happens. They, they decide were, they were, we have so many man parts, enough to make <laughs> at least four decent men. But here's the thing, this is, this is where the episode, it's already crazy, but like, it's, and the Willy Wonka thing was hard to follow because there was so much happening, but it, you could follow it more or less, but it was just very quickly happening. This is the part where stuff's happening so quickly, it is like a cartoon show where, you know, attention spans for kids are quicker sometimes, and things move along rapid pace, so it's not really, you know, worrying if you're if you're able to catch up with the plot. They don't care, they've already moved on. <laughs> so, there's a point where they decide, after they've killed all these zombies, like, let's just make guys, and that's we have these bodies, and they're like, okay. And luckily, Elka has a, a, a Build-A-Bear workshop. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically a human test subject for reanimating re- re- people. Like... And then they just, like, cut to that. Now it's like, that's just like the plot is now that. And I'm like, what are we watching? <laughs> One minute it's Walking Dead. Next minute it's, like, Tybo jokes. And now they're back in, like, basically the reanimator, like, lab trying to make So many humans. things happen in this episode of television. <laughs> so the men are all going to be, like, their favorite versions of men. Mm-hmm. So they all pick their favorite men, which is... Elka is Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Joy is David Beckham. Uh, Victoria is uh, George Clooney, and Melanie is Abraham, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln. <laughs> because she m- mistook uh, the, the saying about uh, you know big big hats. shoes with big hats. <laughs> I do. There was a great joke there too, where she says, "You know what they say about big hats," and then I think it's like Wendy Malick says, "Oh, they say that about feet." And then it cuts to, to Abe from Abe Lincoln's huge hat to his like itty bitty baby feet. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Oh, <laughs> this is pretty good." Um, but then, I mean, there's no comment made on how this technology works, where this yeah, comes from. Yeah, Elka should have told them Elka's, beforehand, honestly. Elka's been a mad scientist. They, all she just says is, yeah, it's, uh, as far as the city knows, it's a Build-A-Bear workshop. That's all I've licensed or lately paid taxes on. Um, and then, like, it's almost like implying that this is a real place that she has under her real house. <laughs> this happens to just be animated in this moment. Um, and then, so they, they're all down there making their men. I'm confused about how the technology works as well, because, from what I understand, they're just grabbing random parts of men. <laughs> they probably but went out able to make them, and looked and make them look like all Robert the pieces. <laughs> how do they make them look like that, though? Ugh. I don't want to like, know how they yeah, did their that's, that's piece finding. 
Because it's one thing to say, like, maybe Robert Redford died in the apocalypse and they had his body. Or maybe they had somebody who they could make look like him if they had his DNA or something. But Abe Lincoln's been dead long before the apocalypse happened. She probably so. found, like, an Abe Lincoln impersonator. Probably. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So, they, they reanimate his all tiny of baby them. feet. I don't want to. It was so good. And so they reanimate them all, and they're all instantly in love with each other and start making out because they're gay, since the first person they all saw is each other. That's how the animation worked, is that they were set to love whoever they see first. Which, <laughs> Which is just great. Like, Which Elka should have told them. <laughs> like, that seems like the first thing you take care of if it's a major plot. But then, um. Then they, they fix it. Out. They <laughs> deanimate. They're it. screaming to each other, like, deanimate! They deanimate them again. They reanimate them once more, um, looking at them all very creepily. They're all like paired off with their man, staring into their eyes. I was like, this, this is a very disturbing this a, plot. This is a fucking like, Halloween episode of Two Guys and the Girls. What's happening? It is. It's like a weirdness. And so they're all staring into each, their, their 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 personal zombies' eyes. And they're like, nothing can and, go wrong. And, oh God, they do say that. And then one and week then later, all, nothing has gone wrong. <laughs> so as they're staring into the eyes, they all reanimate, and they become regular. They're they're all each other's, you know, people. Like there's the George Clooney, there's Red Redford, there's Beckham, Lincoln, Beckham and Lincoln, Beckham. yeah. And they're all just having a good time. And then they decide, like, oh, let's just all go hang out. They're like, see, nothing can go yeah. wrong. One week, nothing has gone wrong. And <laughs> nothing can ruin our happiness. Two weeks, nothing has ruined their happiness. Then three weeks <laughs> is when we get the pet peeves, people. Yeah, and the pet peeves are some like snoring. I, I love the whole George Clooney loves the environment so much that he did fluorescent bulbs and it ruined everything for me. Oh, that man. was a great that that was a solid joke. So there's a bit where oh my god, that made me laugh. Like I actually genuinely laughed. So there's a bit where, um, is it Wendy Malick? Yeah. That was with him? Okay, so Wendy Malick and him uh, are now dating, obviously. And he's such an environmentalist. Which, again, there's no comment on what happened to the zombie apocalypse. I guess that's over. I don't, like, know, I don't know about the... Living. Betty White killed all the zombies. Kill all men is what happened in this episode of television. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Alright, so wait a minute. So then, moving on from that. So she, so she, so she's dating George Clooney. And George Clooney uh, is such an environmentalist that he puts fluorescent bulbs in her, uh, on her makeup mirror to save energy. Yeah. And it cuts to a scene of this happening, and she turns on the mirror, the light lights light up, and her face looks like a zombie face, practically. <laughs> the lights and the mirror shatter, and the mirror becomes an animated, like, inanimate object, grows legs and an arm, holds up a sign that says, I quit, and then slowly walks off screen. It was <laughs> spectacular. Like, that was where the, that's where the episode I felt like was really like, okay, we don't give a single fuck. Like, we're just gonna go hard into being insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, but so then they move, I mean, they move. <laughs> then Melanie is like runner up because Honest Abe is very honest about <laughs> yes. everything he dislikes about her. Yes. And so they, they just walk over um, to talk to Elka about it, like, this is getting tough, isn't it? And they're like, yeah, what should we do? Like, the guys are annoying. Nobody's perfect. And instead of, like, having some kind of, like, a, a heartwarming... This is what the show I thought would have been. Like, the show that I thought the show was would have been them all, like... That was, like, a full house them. situation. Yeah. <laughs> some bullshit where it's, like, learning to love them or something stupid or realizing they're they're wrong. 
No, their their actual like resolution is after just the to, guy started middle aged uh, man band. band. Oh my god! So they start like a Beatles cover band is what it really was too because they were playing a Beatles. Song I thought it was again. more monkeys, honestly. No, I don't think band. it was either one. By the way, <laughs> it was just like a terrible song. It just was just be like was some not terrible either one of them, But yes, it was it the was same awful. concept. And so they were just like sitting there like jamming out to one of those bands. And, um, I'm so happy I'm alive. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> is that what they were singing? Yeah. It's basically what they were singing. I'm pretty sure it was about how they were happy they were alive. Oh my god. Which is like, to be honest, if it was a real band of like George Clooney, David Beckham, <laughs> Robert Redford, and Abe Lincoln, that'd be amazing. But there's no comment. At that point, they, like that's how quickly this show burns things. Is like they, they already seem like just random boring male characters. <laughs> even though there's a like... Some of the most amazing people on the planet. Uh, I don't know, but so they're they're pretty famous, obviously. Um, but so uh, they're all just singing that, and the girls all look at each other like, no, 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 <laughs> this has to be done with. And they literally are like, what can we do to get rid of them? And maybe Sue, who's a zombie now, is like, I'll take them. <laughs> yeah, I could eat. She just says, I could eat. <laughs> and then, uh, so like at that point, I guess they kill all the zombies, but they kept their friend alive because she's yeah. their friend. Yeah. Um, although as the, as the weeks go by, she gets, like, slowly more zombie, which is pretty great. Um, but then she, they just, like, instead of, like, resolving the conflict, they just feed them to the zombie. <laughs> like, like, eh, god, they kind of got boring. Let's literally feed them to a zombie. Like, uh, and they burn it, like, so quickly. I don't understand. They go, they're like, Steven Tyler. And, uh, although I don't know why they, at that point they needed him. They could have just kept living their lives. They didn't seem to have anything wrong with, they, they decided to no end their men. relationships. Oh, with the last men? Yeah, because they, no they had kept, That makes sense. They could have made more men and just like, kept disposing of them after three weeks. God, it's even darker, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that, should so, be the, that should be the rest of the show, like, from, from <laughs> then on. them dating four other celebrities. Um, so, so they, um... They they talked to Steven Tyler about changing their wish to something else again, but this time it's Elka the takes time over. Elka takes yeah. over and says her wish is that LeBron never left Cleveland. Um, and this one it becomes the Jetsons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what the excuse for this is because it's supposed to be present day, or is it? I don't well, even know. If yeah. LeBron never left, then Cleveland would have been the, the Jetsons. Which is <laughs> <laughs> just. No city's like that now. Why do they think that it was like... I don't get it, but I love it. Um, it's also a become... fucking Wizard of Oz Batman thing happening, more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I I know. There's not a lot of logic here, but I just love it. But so, the show just... Now, like, the, Cleveland becomes basically the Jetsons or, some, or a futuristic city. Everything's beautiful. There's models everywhere, and they're not loving it because they're, like... They're no longer hot in Cleveland. Yeah, that's the whole joke, is that, whoops, the whole reason we were hot is because there was not models everywhere, because LeBron was here. Which is, like, I'm not sure that's how that works, but okay. (laughs) Um, And so he... So he... They go find LeBron, and they literally go to... It's like a... They're like, let's go talk to LeBron, and he lives in, like, literally the Wizard of Oz's uh, castle. Yeah. I guess somewhere in Cleveland, in a random place in Cleveland. And it's, like, all green and everything. And they go walking up to talk to him. And it's literally... Well, it's it's Cedric Yarbrough. It's not really, you know, LeBron James. But, like, he's doing the voice of LeBron James as in, like, Hey, what's up, y'all? And I'm LeBron like, James! It's such a terrible LeBron accent. He's, he's not trying it. to be LeBron at all. Not even remotely. It's just literally just, like, making jokes. Um, and then they walk in with the dog, George Clooney. Not the, the humans now rip. But, um, so they, um... 
they walk in with the dog and he's like, oh, hey, what's up? And it's just like LeBron James. And they tell him about the situation and how he has to leave. But he's like, well, we have a Batman now. And he is Batman. (laughs) And he's like, yeah. And and then his brain does this thing where he's like, don't tell them you're Batman. He's like, I'm already on it. It was just such a weird... It was surreal. Like, the episode was insanity. So, for him to be... Just for LeBron James to be Batman felt just like, okay? Like, that's just part for the course? That's barely the weirdest thing that happened in this episode. <laughs> it isn't! It makes total sense. And he he's great. Um, so, he he's Batman, and he agrees that it's okay for him to leave. He's instantly convinced. Like, he didn't need any convincing at all, really. He was just like, okay, lady, I'll do you what. He leaves. Well, no, because the joke is that, uh, was it? He's going to the Okinawa Lady Pancers, and Lady <laughs> Pants is like this, uh, Japanese, um, women's, uh, diaper that Victoria had done commercials for. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why All he was right, like, so- aren't you? And she's like, no. <laughs> yeah, he recognizes her as, I didn't know what, I knew he recognized yeah. her as an actress, because I think I, they mentioned she was an actress, but that makes more sense. Um, so, so he, he decides to leave, and it's they're like they're walking around downtown they're like see we're gonna get cleveland back it's okay then the announcement comes up cleveland instantly turns to riots which is kind of a dark tone and and then they're like oh it's okay but it's we're not gonna get blamed yeah it's like news lebron leaves then these ladies responsible and then everyone like freaks out and tries to like stalk slash murder them again it's like on two guys and the girl when uh, nomar is going to leave because ashley broke his heart this has very serious two guys and they all hate them because they find out that it was ashley that did it mm-hmm. so this is it has very two guys and a girl elements that might be why i'm a little bit charmed by it where <laughs> other episodes maybe they again, still include stuff like that but this is just heavy in it because it's you know listeners at home again this is a reminder two guys and a girl was a fucking weird show and you should love that. It's great. <laughs> so they're now they're you know, um, we're now hot in Cleveland. They get kicked out. Cleveland riots, blah blah. blah. And then, although there was a really dark moment when they go back to Stephen Tyler for the last time, where he says the, the basically the wrap up to this whole thing. This is why I'm saying this is such an insane episode. The wrap up is Stephen Tyler going, "Hey, hey, girls, it's okay." And this is the point where in any other show or any other episode of a show, the person will say like some like wrap up like dumbass this is what it means like Mm -hmm. the whole you know premise for the show or the whole premise for the episode is just in one line they assume that like the lesson was appreciate what you've got it was not (laughs) he says as hot as you guys are if i slept with you you'd still be the least hot woman I've ever. which is so bad (laughs) except for you alka and then he just disappears and that's the end of the fucking episode more or less I was like, what did I just, like, witness? Like, that is insane. Like, and there was nothing even on top of that. Like, maybe then they would have commented, like, how insane that was and how we should just appreciate being ourselves or something. When they get back to normal, it's just like, Elka says, we should just forget about it. Even you, audience. And that's that. Yeah, they're basically just just like, what do we do now? (laughs) Where do we go Yeah, they take a breath. They take a breath and they're both all in live action at this point. And she breaks the fourth wall, stares at it, and says, like, forget what you just saw, essentially. <laughs> which is like, what the fuck? The last note I wrote is, if only I could forget. <laughs> I know, I know. And then the dog comes in, still animated, and barks, and she's like, whoop! And then, Time to kill the whole audience! I, And then, the episode really ends with, I mean... It's just the credits, yeah. yeah. Well, it has them all singing the, uh... The it's the behind the scenes, like, as they were filming it, or recording it. Yeah. 
Yes. Which is nice it's to like see. Betty White singing, Wendy Malick singing, Bertinelli and, and Leaves all singing their bits. It's so insane. I, mean, I don't know <laughs> what more to say. That's kind of where the, I mean, it, it is an abrupt end I, to a ludicrous journey. It was as far as absurd <laughs> in every way, and I think that it worked. <laughs> and I don't think it would convince me to watch more of the show. No. But I, I really appreciated watching this episode. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this was okay. <laughs> I don't think I can do it anymore. <laughs> At least, the, the thing is, the rest of the show is not like this, obviously, but that's probably to the detriment, really. Yeah, exactly, that's what I mean. If the rest of the show was this insane, like I, I like we were saying, I wish that she, it'd be great if this was like a, a animated show. Like, I would totally watch this if it was animated and the whole show was like this. It would have been, I think, a lot more Just, uh, approachable. Yeah. Accessible, and definitely get a cult following that way. Just like yeah. transplant it from TV Land to like Adult Swim or something like that, mm-hmm. and just t- rip on everything every week. Because it was great. sharp writing for an anime. Like, yeah. I mean, animated shows are are notoriously you know biting mm-hmm. and, and edgy, but like this was like for the situation and the actors and the premise and the network, it felt very edgy for for even like a normal. Like, you, when you hear animated Hot and Cleveland episode, you imagine it's going to be, I don't even know. I don't even know what I was expecting. I just did not think it would be this. <laughs> I pictured, like, I don't know, the animated version of, like, the boring part. Again, kind of like, like I was saying, Full House, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something like that. Like, Full House meets Real Housewives. That's the, that's the vibe that everyone gets when they hear about the show, I think. And, I mean, they certainly know that it is, so they played into it, but this just happened to be a really good, you know, mm-hmm. lampooning of themselves. Because it was the hundredth episode, and and they didn't have a lot to lose, and I think they did a pretty decent job. So, like I said, I'd recommend watching this one, even if you have no interest in watching the rest of the show. It's like a standalone. Yeah, and now uh, you know they're not aliens, so yeah. I mean, hey, that's that's already it's like moving on up. I don't um, know. Is but, the final so, episode aired yet? They're still. I don't think it's aired yet. Could still happen. Uh, is it canceled? Yeah. yeah. Mm. It seems ridiculous. Again, it's like their highest rated show and makes them all that money. Oh my god, do we have any wrap-up notes that we didn't go over? I mean, this... I, 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 I should, you should definitely watch the Willy Wonka bits, for sure. Just watch the whole episode. It's It'll only like better. 20 minutes. It's on Hulu Plus. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing more, actually. Yeah. I think we I said think it we all. covered it. I think we... <laughs> Good for us. <laughs> yes. We nailed this. Alright, um, so, uh, let's get to plugs then. So what's up with you, LaToya? I don't know. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at LaFergs. You can find out everything I'm I'm writing about. Yeah. Just you can read my screen reviews if you want to just see how to, a person gets so angry at a TV show. <laughs> Figure out why. Because <laughs> no one knows really why. <laughs> um, so, awesome. And what's up with you, Jess? Not a whole lot. Just chilling this <laughs> summer, so cool. apparently. Yeah. What's your Twitter? Uh, Galfridian. There you go. Plug. Have, have fun. We're really good about plugging today. <laughs> I, I, I want to plug because I, I feel like I haven't plugged in a while. Vampire Diaries and the Originals. How about that? Good, good stuff. All right, and then as always, I am at Marie on Twitter. The next week's episode of this show will be uh, Alias Season Four, Episode Eleven, The Road Home. Stay tuned for that. Um, and as always, you can get us on Twitter at the Televoid. You can email us at thetelevoid at gmail.com. You can uh, rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes. It helps us find new people. Thanks again for wandering into the Televoid, guys. We'll see you again next week. Bye bye. Thanks.